Hey, hey, everybody, it's Nearby from SerialGrapeJuice.com. I am Nearby on Twitter. I am Nearby on Instagram. I am also Nearby in a pack of cards. Speaking of which, it's time for another episode of Degrassi, buddy. It's episode 21. <sighs> we are getting down to the nitty-gritty. We are getting down to the end of Degrassi, buddy. As we, in this episode, review, recap, re-whatever, Degrassi High Season 2 Episodes 7, 8, and 9. Get your stuff ready. Because it's time to have an all-nighter. We're going to go all night here on this episode of Degrassi, buddy. And speaking of which, first we're going to review the episode entitled The All-Nighter. Air date, December 17th, 1990. We start with Yick, and he's standing outside of the girls' washroom. When Kathleen arrives and Yick tells her to wait, Kathleen says she doesn't want to wait. And she starts to head in when Luke walks out. Luke and Yick leave. As Kathleen calls them perverts. <laughs> Kathleen then tries to purchase some tampons from the tampon machine. Ew. When two joints pop out. She gives them a little sniff. And realizes that it's dope. And she does a little smile and we get the intro. <laughs> Which made me think. Why the hell would Luke think that girls wouldn't be using the tampon machine? <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> uh, what a place to hide them. Come on man. Anyway, after the intro, the kids are wishing Diana a happy 16th birthday as Kathleen is walking the halls. She enters a classroom where Caitlin, Maya, and Melanie are sitting. Kathleen tells the group that she's organized things with her mom. Melanie says that she got the cake. And Caitlin confirms that she and Maya got the pop. <laughs> That'll never not sound weird to me. Even though I call it pop, it'll never... It just sounds so weird hearing people on TV call it pop. It's just weird. Anyway, Kathleen tells the group that she's bringing her own surprise to Diane's birthday party. The group asks what it is, but Kathleen doesn't tell anybody. Diane enters a class, and the group just sit there looking at her. She asks them what's up, and they all talk at once, and I was I was able to make, up, make out Caitlin saying, how's it going? Couldn't make out what Kathleen said, but Maya asked if Diane saw kids in the hall last night. So yeah, kids in the hall. Classic Canadian comedy. Diane wants to know if they're still on for going to the movies tonight, and Melanie confirms that they are. And I just want to say that it's good to finally see Melanie featured again, as she, we didn't see her enough in Degrassi High. And I still say, and I forever will say, why did they have to just suddenly put the kibosh on Snake and Melanie, with, especially without any explanation for it, man? Makes no sense at all, and it's not cool. Anyway, Wallfish enters the class, and he tells Alex that he cannot get an extension on a project. Even though Alex has Alex has a family thing on the weekend. Alex tells Lick Lick. Yuke Yick and Luke. God. That he can't play poker with them tonight because he has a fishing trip with his dad. And he can't put the school project off because his marks are slipping and thus his social life is on hold. Which also means no Tessa. Yick. No Tessa Yick. Just saying. Joey overhears everything about Poker Night and asks if he can join. Luke says that yes, he can join as his parents are away. Arthur then shows up and he asks Yick with a Y if he wants to do anything tonight. And Yick says that he's playing poker at Luke's. Yick asks Arthur if he wants to join them. And Arthur says that Luke and him, that Luke doesn't really like him that much. And he can't just show up without being invited. And it's good to see Yick trying to at least maintain some kind of connection with Arthur. Just saying. Wallfish hands out assignments that he graded and reminds the class of their next project, which is due on Monday. Radich then shows up and he's got a cop with him. And he informs the students that due to recent drug issues at the school, they are conducting random locker searches. 
as Kathleen squirms a little bit in her seat because she's packing heat. Not not heat heat. She's packing yeah something that can be uh, ha- uh, set ablaze with heat and had a good time. Just saying. Radish tells the students that anyone with lockers in the North Corridor are to get are to go there for locker checks right now. As a group of degenerates get up and head out, <laughs> and among them are Joey, Yick, and Luke. So it's like they're being profiled. <laughs> Later on, class ends as Lick is. Lost. This is going to be ridiculous. As Luke and Yick are uh, is joined by Yick, who asks if Arthur can attend poker night. While Arthur is standing in the background, Yick says that they need four people, and Luke laughs and says that they don't. Luke says Arthur's a nerd, which Yick disagrees with, which is good to see Yick uh, defending his old friend. And Yick says that he wishes that Luke and Arthur would get along, which is uh, kind of a surprise because didn't uh, Luke with an L accept Arthur after Arthur toilet papered uh, Radich's house? So, huh? continuity, but yeah, whatever. Luke then asks if Arthur is rich. He said, he said Arthur is rich, right? Which Yick confirms. And Luke jokes that Arthur's probably never played poker before and says that, sure, Arthur can come. They then head off to get the stuff from the girls' washroom. Elsewhere, Kathleen is at her locker when she takes the joints from her shirt and puts them in her, or her shirt pocket and puts them in her bag when Melanie shows up. Kathleen tells Melanie that she might be a bit late for the party due to a counseling session. Melanie asks how counseling is going and and Kathleen shushes her. Melanie tells Kathleen that it's not a big deal as a lot of people go get counseling and Kathleen says that she just doesn't want anybody to know. Later, Yick arrives at Luke's house for poker night and Luke can't believe that his joints are gone. Yick tells Luke that he shouldn't be smoking that stuff anyway as he pulls out a cigarette. <laughs> oh my God. Then again, this was the 90s. In the 90s, people thought that cigarettes were healthier and better for you than, than uh, the weeds. Uh, fast forward to the now 2020 and you can, in Canada, you can walk into a weed store and buy some weed legally. Uh, progress. Isn't it lovely? Anyway, Luke says that his parents locked the liquor cabinet and discusses the rules while they're gone. One of which is no cigarettes. (laughs) Ah, yeah. The nineties, man, when cigarettes were better for you than weed. Oh, wasn't it great? We got to Caitlin, Melanie, and Maya, and they're setting up the surprise party. When the doorbell rings and it's Kathleen, back at Alex's house, he's setting things up to work on his project for Wallfish. When his dad knocks on the door and tells them to get some sleep, as they need to be up at 6 a.m., Alex sits down and starts to put a sheet of paper in a typewriter <laughs> that is pretty, that is almost as big as he is. Bloody hell, the size of this typewriter, man. The size of oh, typewriters. I don't miss those, man. You make a mistake with those things, ugh. You, you can try with the whiteout, but uh, it's just a big eyesore sticking out on your paper. <sighs> Not that today's grammar on computers is any better. You know, people misspelling there and there and there. You know what I mean? There and there and there. Yeah, people need to learn. Anyway, back to Melanie's house. Diane arrives and the girls surprise her for the sleepover party. Later, they bring out the cake, and Diane blows out the candle. Candles. After that, we cut to the girls sitting around talking about the boys at Degrassi. Diane says that she thinks Joey is cute, which Caitlin laughs at, and tells Diane to get some taste lessons. 
Kathleen smuggishly says that they're not all as experienced as Caitlyn is. Maya says that Yik has nice eyes, but she can't see him going for her, hinting that it's because of the wheelchair. Melanie then asks Maya if Maya is able to have sex, and Maya confirms that she can, even though she may not be able to feel it as much, but she can also have babies if she wants. Meanwhile, the poker game is underway, where the boys are talking about the girls at Degrassi. Luke thinks Lucy's a babe. Joey says that Lucy's alright, but he'd take Allison. Ugh, <laughs> oh, idiot. That friggin' gossip queen. Come on, man. Arthur chimes in and he says, Caitlyn. Which Joey replies as an ice princess. Arthur says that Caitlyn is nice as Joey jokes that Arthur doesn't know anything about girls. Arthur attempts to bet a nickel. When Luke informs him that the bet is now two nickels, Arthur confirms and raises one more nickel. Yick thinks for a second and he folds and he says two and, and, and Yick then says quotes too bad Maya's in a wheelchair she's got really nice eyes <laughs> oh dick <laughs> ah, man she she does have nice eyes come on Luke Yick Dick oh it rhymes Anyway, Luke calls and lays his hand down, revealing three sevens, thus winning the hand as Arthur looks on disappointed. Luke then says that since his parents are gone, they should make it an all-nighter, and the guys agree. Joey says that he won't have to listen to Wheels snoring, as Luke wonders if it's weird having Wheels live with Joey, which Joey confirms yes it is. Arthur then asks for confirmation if three of a kind beats a full house, <laughs> which Luke and Joey laugh at, and they say no, as Arthur is still looking confused. Back at the birthday party sleepover, the girls are setting things up to chill and sleep on the living room. Diane asks if they remember how they used to play Truth or Dare, which gets a big smile from Melanie and Kathleen. We quickly cut to later where the girls are playing Truth or Dare, the aforementioned Truth or Dare. Kathleen asks Maya, Truth, Dare, Double Dare, Promise to Repeat, which is how it used to be. But over the years, Promise to Repeat was eventually removed as from the game as it didn't really mean anything. Like, I remember playing that game. Promise to repeat was like a real cop-out. So if you didn't want to do a dare that because your friends would make you do something really just not cool. And you didn't want to do truth because they'd ask a question that's too personal. You, you, you did the cop-out and you chose promise to repeat. So they'd say something, okay, you have to repeat after me. I am a big dumb idiot. And then you repeat it and you'd be like, yay, haha, you said I'm a big dumb idiot. So they took that out uh, since then. But that used to be part of that game, which was uh, ridiculous. Anyway, Maya picks Dare, and Kathleen, sorry, she picks Truth, and Kathleen asks Maya if she's ever tried drugs. Maya says no. Kathleen pulls out the joint and asks the groups if they'd like to. Melanie asks Kathleen where she got the joints, and Kathleen says that she has connections. <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's now 1.05 a.m., and Alex is slowly typing away, and when I mean slowly, one key at a time, using the index finger on both on each hand <laughs> we see a box of dips on the floor you know, product placement obviously dips sponsored Degrassi High among a bunch of crumpled up papers Alex's mom knocks on the door she tells him something in Greek to which Alex apologizes and quietly tells his mom to put a pillow over her head as he goes back to typing back at poker night Luke is having a good night when Arthur says that he feels his luck is changing and he suggests betting a dime per hand. Luke and Joey are up to it as Yik is out. 
and he goes to order a pizza. He turns to the group and he asks them what they want on their pizza and they all say in unison, no anchovies, which was always a thing back in the day. Always ha- you always had to make sure no anchovies. Well, I remember back in the day, and this seemed to last a long time, whenever somebody in the family or friends were ordering pizza and they said, okay, what does everybody want on it? The, fir- the first thing you said, no anchovies. You didn't say what you wanted on it first. You said no anchovies first and foremost. I've never had anchovies, period, on pizza or anything. So, yeah. So, but I remember back in the day, I, I also used to say no anchovies because everybody else said it. So I assumed that meant anchovies were gross, but uh, maybe they are. I don't know. Later on, Joey folds his hand as Luke raises the bed another dime. Arthur sees Luke's dime. Luke then calls and reveals his hand of three queens. Arthur gets upset and he lays his hand down, which is a full house of three fives and two twos. Joey confirms that Arthur's won as Arthur is surprised and he thinks that he's getting the hang of the game. (laughs) I love him. (laughs) Back at Melanie's house at the birthday party, she confirms that her parents are asleep as the girls get ready to lipe up one of the joints. Maya seems worried, but Kathleen tells her that it's no big deal as she smoked up a lot, a lot of times when she was going out with Scott. You know, remember Scott, the douchebag. Kathleen lights the joint. She takes a hit. She passes it to Diane, who is the birthday girl. Diane takes a hit as Melanie looks on and smiles. Kathleen then passes the joint to Caitlin, but Caitlin doesn't want any. Kathleen then attempts to give it to Maya, who thinks for a second. And then Caitlin speaks up for Maya and says that Maya doesn't have to have any either if she doesn't want to. But Maya says that that she wants to try it, so she takes a hit and she coughs. Kathleen then hands the joint to Melanie, who smiles... And she takes a hit as she's surprised that Kathleen has drugs. And Kathleen replies that there are a lot of things that people don't know about her. Back at poker night, the pot is full. (laughs) The pot. You know, pot, drugs, weed. (laughs) I just realized that now. What a great little subliminal tie-in that they did with this. They're playing poker, which consists of pot. And then at the birthday party, they're smoking pot. And Alex, uh, uh... Probably has a, a, a pot beside his typewriter to take a piss and a shit in. Anyway, back at poker night, the pot is full of nickels and dimes as Arthur is squaring off against Luke, while Yick and Joey look on intently. Look, raise you a quarter. Same. Another quarter. Same again. A dollar. Fold. Thank you. Thank you very much. That'll be the pizza. I'll get it. My treat. I don't believe it. <laughs> what did you have? Not much. A pair of tens. 
what he had. That's incredible. <laughs> he had nothing. What? I was bluffing. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. I don't believe it. I don't believe that. <laughs> I got took by a nerd. <laughs> I don't believe this. <laughs> What's so funny? You were bluffing. <laughs> Weren't you? No. <laughs> Look. That's a Easy for you guys to laugh. You weren't in on it. I gotta admit, though, that's pretty good bluffing. <laughs> this three of a kind beat a full house. Gosh, you guys are so gullible. <laughs> Here, take my whole box. <laughs> okay, I'm clean. Want, want my shirt? Want my shirt, too? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, and I love the burn, Arthur. He just put them in their place. <laughs> There's a full house, but a three of a kind beat a full house. <laughs> ah, and his poker face was excellent. So well done, Arthur. Well done, indeed. We go back to the birthday sleepover where the girls are finishing off a joint. Melanie and Diane are laughing as Maya tells Melanie that she'll wake her mom up. But Melanie tells her not to worry as her mom sleeps through thunderstorms. While Caitlin is walking around spraying air freshener. Which doesn't work. But whatever. <laughs> Diane says she doesn't feel anything. As Kathleen is just sitting there quietly. And just uh, stone-faced basically. Like she's worried about something. Caitlin asks Kathleen if she's okay, and Kathleen says that she's, says that she's fine, but she's, she's just sitting there. She's just nervous. Must be the weed. Meanwhile, Alex is doing jumping jacks in his room in order to stay awake. Then he goes back to typing. We go back to the poker party where Arthur is telling a ghost story, and he freaks out the other guys. Joey then takes the flashlight and starts to tell a story. We go back to the girl's sleepover. Melanie is laughing as Diane insists that she still doesn't feel anything. <laughs> Melanie suddenly gets the urge for more cake. <laughs> and she gets up to go get some. Saying she's got the munchies, and she, but she doesn't know why. <laughs> oh, I love it. There, there, is a, there is a question for Degrassi fans. Uh, we, I, there's been a meme that I, I haven't shared on, on my Instagram. I am Nerby. Uh, which Degrassi characters would you like to be on an island with or hang out with or whatever? Here's one for you. Uh, which which four which four Degrassi characters would you like to share a joint and hang out with? <laughs> Mine would be number one without a doubt would be Melanie because she'd be a blast. Uh, then uh, Joey Snake as well. That that's three. So four would uh, four, you know you know what would be four because I think I would love to see see this character stoned. And just, just what 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 he would say and do, Bartholomew Bond. <laughs> so yeah, so if I could share a joint and hang out with any four characters, it would be Melanie, Bond, Joey, and Snake. I think it'd be a great time. <laughs> and by the way, if you have a four people you'd like to share a joint and hang out with, by all means, leave it in the uh, reply on the tweet or in the Facebook post or your wherever. Yeah, hip hip hurrah. Later on, the girls are playing. Truth or dare again. <laughs> okay, Melanie, your turn. Truth, dare, double dare, promise to repeat. Um, truth. Um, have you ever read anyone's diary? Yes. Um, Do tell whose? Kathleen's, of course. <laughs> but it was okay, because I know it came out that she had anorexia and she got counseling. <laughs> Melanie? I don't see what the big deal is. You had anorexia. Your mom is an alcoholic and your boyfriend beat you up. 
Most people would need counseling for even one of those things. It's not your secret to tell. Gotta go to late. I think we should get some sleep. Good night. I still don't feel anything. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but at the same time, Kathleen was the one who brought the weed. So I can't pin all of it on Melanie, but that's probably my pro-Melanie bias talking. Anyway, Kathleen is sitting out on the front steps crying when Caitlin joins her. Caitlin tells Kathleen that Melanie didn't mean it as she was just stoned. Thank you, Caitlin. Kathleen says she doesn't care as she didn't want anyone to know. Caitlin says that they mostly knew anyway, and nobody thinks any less of Kathleen as she comes for Kath comforts her. <sighs> as Kathleen still cries. Again, Kathleen brought the joints, so you're a little enabler, just saying. Later on, it's the morning. Alex has fallen asleep on his typewriter. At the poker house, all the guys are asleep in the living room floor. At the birthday sleepover, Melanie seems to be the only one awake as she looks upset at having spilled Kathleen's secrets. We then cut back to school on Monday morning. Snake asks Joey for an update on poker night and Joey tells him that it was great except for Arthur winning all of his money, which surprises Snake. Alex arrives and greets Arthur, Yick, and Luke. He tells them that he never went fishing due to working on his essay all weekend. He then asks how poker went, and they confirm that it went well, and that Arthur won everything. Luke then tells them that they can play again next week at his house because his parents were impressed with how clean they kept the place. Arthur then asks Yick if that means that he's invited. Yick confirms that, yes, you are, Arthur, as Luke wants to win back his money. Meanwhile, Diane, Maya, and Kaylin arrive for school. Diane thanks them for the party. As we see Dwayne walking behind them, looking depressed, but he's wearing his Letterman's jacket again. But uh, he's uh, he's still in character, even though he he was not featured in this episode at all. He's still in character due to the Dwayne life going on that we all know about. But we're going to see more of it eventually. Diane insists still that she never felt anything, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in school, Melanie approaches Kathleen at her locker and she apologizes. And she blames the weed. Melanie says that she's really, really sorry. Kathleen angular, angrily replies that she's also sorry, and she walks away. That's when we get the credits. And again, it might be the pro-Melanie bias talking, but Kathleen brought the drugs, so she can be blamed too, you little enabler. So that was Degrassi High, Season 2, Episode 7, entitled All Nighter. A good one. Arthur and Yick, good seeing them together. Good seeing Melanie get another featured role, although that's probably the last of it in the Degrassi universe, from what I remember. Unless I'm missing something. I think that's uh, the end of uh, Melanie, so... <sighs> I mean, we're most likely going to see her in the background every now and then, but... Uh, uh, why did they have to stop? Uh, Joey, Snake, and Melanie. Not cool at all. And we now move on to Season 2, Episode 8 of Degrassi High, entitled Home Sweet Home. Air date January 7th, 1991. So they skipped about, uh, that's what, this was January 7th. The previous episode was December 17th. So they skipped a couple weeks due to Christmas and New Year's. So there we go. We start with Wheels and Joey. They're at Joey's house. They're in the kitchen. Getting ready to leave for school. Joey heads out to start the car. Wheels looks around. 
He goes into Joey's mom's purse and he takes a bunch of coins and he leaves and you get the intro. And there definitely was a loony or two in that uh, set of coins. And uh, for those who don't know what a loony is, you know, those outside of Canada, a loony is a gold coin which is worth $1. We call it a loony here. We also have a coin which is worth $2 which we call a toonie. So yeah, we're Canadians, we just do stuff like that, yeah. Oh, Wheels. The douchebaggery continues. After the intro, Wheels is at his locker when Joey arrives and Wheels asks him if he wants to go play some video games. Joey says that he can't because he needs to finish an essay. And Wheels replies, boring. Joey then notices that Wheels is wearing his watch. And Wheels says that he was just boring it because his is broken. Snake arrives and Wheels asks Snake if he wants to go play some video games. Snake says that he cannot because he's got homework. Wheels shakes his head in disbelief and he heads off, telling Joey that he'll see him at home. Joey complains to Snake about Wheels calling at home, that Wheels takes his stuff without asking, and that he snores and it's driving him crazy. Snake then tells Joey to ask Wheels to leave, and Joey says that he can't because Wheels is his friend. Oh, my Wheels. Ugh. Meanwhile, Alexa and Michelle are studying in the library when the teacher announces that the library is closing, which angers Michelle as she wishes they can be open later. Michelle says that she has to do well on a test, and she got a B on the last one. And I watched this and I was thinking, oh, the horror. <laughs> a B! <laughs> Alright. And she says that she cannot study at home because her roommates are too loud. And she says that she cannot find another apartment because she can't afford it. Uh, and they leave the library. Back at Joey's house, Joey's mom is going over calculations when Joey returns home from school. His mom asks him how much wheels is how longer how much longer wheels is going to be staying with him. Joey says that he doesn't know as his mom has been says that it's been a month and it's been draining emotionally and financially. She says that she spoke to Wheels' grandmother and she wants to talk to him. And Joey says that Wheels can't stand his grandmother. And his mom replies that Wheels' grandmother isn't too thrilled about him either. This doesn't surprise me because Wheels is a big douche now. <laughs> she then tells Joey that money's been disappearing from her purse. And Joey says that it wasn't Wheels. And his mom says that it's been going on since Wheels moved in. And Joey stands there looking confused. And he says that he'll have a... He'll... He'll talk to Wheels tomorrow. His mom says okay, but whatever happens, Wheels needs to leave soon. And the next day, Joey and Wheels, they arrive at school. Thanks for the ride. I'll see you later. Uh, can you wait a second? What? Did you take any money from my mom's purse? What? Because if you did, you have to tell me. No, I don't steal. Joey, why would I be so stupid? I love living at your house. It's the first time I've been happy since my parents were killed. If you were borrowing it or something, I'd understand. Joey, I didn't take anything. Maybe she spent it and forgot. I didn't take any money. Uh, I tell you, I want to punch back then and watching this for the recap, Degrassi Buddy, CeroandGrapeJuice.com, I am Navy everywhere. 
I wanted to punch wheels in his stupid face. <laughs> and his little guilt trip. <laughs> oh, oh, kick him in the kick him in the face too. Not just punch, kick. Use all the limbs, damn it. Meanwhile, Michelle and Alexa and Dumb Simon are studying in the library. Dumb Simon gets a test question. <laughs> uh, he's always going to be Dumb Simon to me. <laughs> he gets a test question right, and Alexa asks one to Michelle, but she doesn't know the answer. Uh, Michelle tells him that she couldn't get any studying done last night due to her roommates being loud. Dumb Simon then suggests that Michelle study at her dad's house. Michelle says no because her dad would take it as a sign that she couldn't manage on her own. They then go back to studying when Michelle quickly perks up and she calls dumb Simon brilliant, which also confuses, which confuses Alexa as well as me. <laughs> Michelle says that because it's Wednesday, her dad has a cooking class and thus he will not be home in the evening so she can sneak in, study and leave before he gets home. Alexa then tells dumb Simon that he is a genius and dumb Simon replies, uh, I don't know. I guess. <laughs> uh, later on, school's ended for the day. A snake asks Joey where Wheels could be getting the money from that he uses to play video games. They then look out into the parking lot and they spot Wheels sitting on the trunk of Joey's car like an asshole. Waiting for Joey. Joey and Wheels then get in the car. Wheels, how come you can always afford to play video games? I have some money saved. Why? Nothing. I was just uh, wondering. You still think I took the money, don't you? Somebody must have taken it. This is great. My best friend doesn't believe me. Thanks a lot. Jerk. Jerk? You're calling me a jerk? Wheels, how much longer are you going to stay at my house? Until I find some place. You're not even looking. I don't have any money. What about those savings? They're not enough. Of course not. Silly me. Oh, all right, what do you want me to do? Why don't we go out and look for a job? Then maybe look for some apartments. I don't know. Okay, am I the only one back in the day and who watches this now? Who wanted to punch his? Who just wanted to punch Wheels' lights out when he called Joey a jerk? <laughs> Again, though, it is a testament of how great an actor Neil Hope was. So rest in peace, brother. He did a great job of portraying Wheels at a, as a complete face punch and kick worthy dick. Uh, anyway, Joey and Wheels return to Joey's house, Wheels, and they're still arguing. When Wheels uses the dead parent's pity line again that he uses all the time. Which Joey rightfully calls Wheels out on for always bringing it up as it was over two years ago. Wheels then grabs a dips granola bar from the box and it's the last one and Joey gets pissed. And Wheels tells Joey first come first serve. <laughs> In the friggin face. Not just fists and hands, headbutt up damn it. God. Wheels says that he doesn't need to be lectured. And Joey tells them that, yeah, you're right. What we need to do is you need to find a new place to live. And Joey says that his parents want Wheels out. Joey then tells Wheels that he can stay there until he finds somewhere else, but he needs to start looking. Dickhead Wheels gets angry, and he says that he's not going to wait. And he's going to leave it right. He's just going to leave right now. 
Joey tells Wheels that he wants his watch back. Wheels tosses it to him as Joey flinches and says it could have dropped and broke. Wheels, Wheels, because he's a raging dickwad, tells Joey, Thanks a lot. Some friend you are. <laughs> and he walks away. <laughs> oh, sledgehammer to the face. God! <laughs> oh, we then cut to Wheels sitting on Snake's porch. Snake comes out and he tells Wheels that his parents will not let him stay there. Wheels wonders if Snake told his parents that it was just for one night and Snake replies that he did. And that's what Wheels told Joey's parents. Wheels then turns his head, looks towards Snake front, Snake's front door which is open, and he loudly says, Your parents are jerks! God! Dickwad! God! <laughs> oh, punch him until he begs for forgiveness and then punch him more, for real. And I don't remember, this particular scene, I don't remember it back in the day, so it was most likely only on the American airing, so uh, it might not be in the in any YouTube viewing, so it's on my DVD, so you're jealous, haha. Snake says that you cannot blame his parents as Wheels has a reputation. Wheels gets angry about being declared guilty without a trial, and he storms off as Snake says that he's sorry. Wheels stops and he says, so am I. I thought I had friends. <laughs> Raging dick waddling. Raging. God, this guy. <laughs> Snake tells Wheels to just go to his grandmother's house. And Wheels says, forget it. And he leaves as we hear thunder in the distance. Meanwhile, Michelle arrives at her dad's house. She takes and, uh, and she takes a key from out from under the mat out in the front door. Which was the... Was, I don't know anybody who actually ever did that. I never did that. Or my, none, of, none of my family ever did that, but... Uh, TV movies, I guess. Anyway, she heads in. She heads in, and she's happy to be back. She starts to head upstairs when she runs into her dad, who thought that she was a burglar. <laughs> Michelle asks her dad why he's home, and he says that cooking classes ended last week. And he asks Michelle what she's doing there. Michelle says that she needed a quiet place to study. She turns to leave, but her dad stops her and tells her that she can study there and he won't disturb her. Michelle accepts, and she heads up to her old room. As her dad is happy to see her back. We're just happy to see her. Later on, Wheels is on the streets trying to escape the rain. And at one point, he walks past a homeless person. We cut back to Michelle, who is studying in her, own, her old room as her dad enters with some food. Michelle says that she's studying business. And her dad says that he can help, but Michelle doesn't want any. Michelle thanks him. And he asks her how things how her apartment is, Michelle says everything's fine, but her dad's, he knows that she's full of shit. Michelle tells him that it gets a little noisy, but it's no big deal. Her dad then suggests that she move back home, and Michelle says no, and she's happy at her place, which her dad mocks. They get into an argument about it as Michelle gets up to leave. Her dad stops her and apologizes, and leaves her to study. Then he quickly returns, and he says that he doesn't want to fight with her, and that he loves her. Meanwhile, Wheels is now at a payphone, and he, deposit one of, he deposits one of Joey's mom's quarters. <laughs> he calls his grandmother, and he asks her if he can stay after Joey's parents threw him out. His grandmother confirms that she knows all about being thrown out because Wheels was stealing, which Wheels denies. Wheels begs to stay there as his grandmother says that if she lets him back in, Wheels has to follow her rules... He has to go back to counseling, which Wheels half-assedly agrees to. 
But his mother doesn't buy Wheels' bullshit. Sorry, his grandmother doesn't buy Wheels' bullshit. She tells Wheels to eat shit and die, and she hangs up. <laughs> uh, she actually told him to go to a homeless shelter and hangs up. But yeah, eat shit and die, Wheels. God. Wheels then calls someone named Mark, and they start to talk. I don't know who this Mark guy is. Anyway, back at Michelle's house, she's done studying. She's starting to leave. Her dad offers her a ride home due to the rain, and Michelle accepts. Her dad then says that it was good to see her. And she's welcome back anytime to study. Michelle then says that she will move back in. After her dad says move back in, Michelle says that she will, but she would want to pay rent and have a contract. As with a contract and paying rent, she can keep him out of her hair a little. Dad says that he'd like a few things as well, including seeing Michelle three evenings a week. Michelle says one. Her dad then says two. Michelle then says one and a half. Meaning one one week, then two the next, and they can't be on a Friday or Saturday because of social life. Her dad agrees, and they decide to start writing things down via the big old computer. And it was great seeing Michelle happy again. He's a, you know, despite her incredibly, incredibly high, high maintenance, it's, it was good seeing her happy. Meanwhile, back at Snake's house, Snake is going through a classic TV guide. Anyone remember those TV guides? They had, they had that uh, that uh, spreadsheet-looking Excel file thing on one of the pages for all the primetime shows. I remember those TV guides. Yeah, TV guide. <laughs> he's going through in, in the living room as his parents are watching TV. And the phone rings. Snake picks it up. And it's Wheels. And Wheels begs Snake to let him stay there. Snake pretends, pretends for his parents' sake that it's somebody calling to do a survey. <laughs> Snake whispers that he'll meet Wheels out back in two minutes as Snake continues to answer fake survey questions about breakfasts, <laughs> about how he, he likes bagels, and, <laughs> oh, Snake, uh, let's, let's share a joint, brother. <laughs> Bring Melanie along. Anyway, later on, Wheels arrives, and when he arrives at Snake's house, he just, he just tries to enter, he just tries to walk right in front, right into the house, but Snake stops him. Ah, uh, yeah. What? I'm not supposed to talk to you. My parents heard about the money you stole. I didn't take anything. Why does everybody think I did? Look, you have to let me stay here. There's nowhere else. My grandmother won't even let me in. I can't. Snake, please. I'm desperate. I've got nowhere else to go. Can't come inside, but I can sleep on the porch. Outside? There's a couch, and I'll go get you a blanket. Just make sure you're gone by seven o'clock. My parents can't see you. Thanks. It's the best I can do. No problem. I'll freeze to death. This is all Joey's fault. I thought he was a friend. That's a total loser. Loser? After he lets you stay in his place for weeks? You are so self-centered. You don't know what it's like to be me. You've had it easy. 
Your parents are still alive. So? What do you mean, so? So you can't hide behind that for the rest of your life. You gotta start taking some responsibility. It's not my fault they were killed. No, but it's your fault for messing up. It's your fault you're staying out here tonight. Everyone tried to help. But all you do is take advantage of us. You better be gone by seven. I'll tell you, what a long, crazy downward spiral for the Wheels character since his parents died. I mean, it doesn't change the fact that he became a raging dickwad, but I love that Snake put him put Wheels in his friggin' loser place. Ah, love it. Anyway, the next day, Joey arrives at his locker where Wheels was waiting. Joey confirms that he heard where Wheels spent the night, as it almost looked like Joey was trying not to laugh. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> Wheels says that he called his grandmother and he's going to talk to her that afternoon, but Joey keeps walking and he seems uninterested. Wheels says that he thought about it and he realizes that he's been a raging dickbag. Joey stops, he turns to face Wheels, who apologizes, and he, he just looks like shit, but then again, look where he spent the night. <sighs> he tells Joey that things are going to be different from now on, but Joey doesn't buy it. He turns and he starts to walk away. Wheels then admits that he took the money from Joey's mom... And he's going to pay her back every cent. Joey says that he'll believe it when he sees it. He turns and he walks away. As Wheels says that he'll see it. He'll see it. And we get the credits. Ah, good episode. So hopefully Wheels is going to finally turn come around, man. Because oh, raging, raging, raging. Big time. But that was Degrassi High Season 2 Episode 8. We now move on to Degrassi High Season 2 Episode 9 entitled Extracurricular Activities. Air date January 14th, 1991. Starting with Lucy who's in her room filming another vlog for LD. Lucy Fernandez, the original vlogger. That's right, vlogger. She updates LD on her love life and how happy she is. And she's confident that something's finally going to work out. And we get the intro. And after the intro, we're in school. And Luki's walking down the main big ramp when she spots Bronco exiting Rat Radich's office. Radich tells Bronco that the crew will arrive at 9.30. So Bronco should be there earlier. Bronco accepts. And he says that he's so excited as these guys, you know, whoever they are, are so cool. Radich tells Bronco that it has to be kept secret. And Bronco says no problem. And that responsibility is his middle name. They shake hands as Radich give Bronco a set of keys. Lucy then asks Bronco what that was all about, and Bronco says that it was nothing important. And Lucy asks if he and oh sorry, he Bronco asks if he and Lucy are still on for the for next week. And Lucy says yes. Meanwhile, classes are about to begin as Lucy catches up with the twins. Erica tells Lucy, guess who's coming to Degrassi? As Heather says that it's just a dumb that it's just a rumor. Lucy asks who's coming to Degrassi. Erica says that the savages are coming to Degrassi to film a music video at the school. As Lucy and the twins get excited and start singing together when Wallfish arrives in class. Elsewhere, science class begins with Mr. Webster. And none of the students know the answers to any of the questions that he's asking about magnetic fields. The 
bell then rings and the students attempt to quickly leave when Webster announces a surprise review test on Monday. <laughs> In the halls, Maya invites Kaylin over to her house for supper, which Kaylin accepts. After she calls her brother and will let him know, Maya says that it's great that Caitlin's brother's letting, brother and his wife are letting her stay there. Caitlin confirms that her brother and his wife's greatness, but she wishes that they lived closer because it takes so long to get to school now. Caitlin says she'll probably stay there until her mom and dad get divorced, which upsets Maya, upsets her. Caitlin says she wouldn't stay married to her dad if, he, if she was her mom. Elsewhere in the halls, Heather is still questioning if the Savages are really going to be filming a video at the school. They spot Bronco, and the twins ask Lucy to go ask him if the rumors are true, which she does. But Bronco denies it at first, but Lucy doesn't buy it. Because Bronco's, well, Bronco's denial was freaking weak as hell. I mean, come on, Bronco, try harder. <sighs> but Lucy asks again, and Bronco, like an idiot, confirms that yes, it is true. He tells Lucy not to tell anybody. <laughs> He tells Lucy that the band, the Savages, they're going to be at the Grassy tomorrow to shoot a music video, and he gets to meet them. Lucy gets excited, and she tells Bronco that, she, that he has to get her in, but he says that he can't because it's a closed set. <sighs> then he gets called away to a meeting, and Lucy returns to the twins, and she tells them that it's all just a rumor, but they don't buy it. <laughs> because well, while, this, while the whole Lucy and Bronco thing was going on, they, the twins were off in the distance watching, and they saw... Bronco and Lucy looking excited, so confirming that the savages, whoever they are, were coming. So, come on, man. Meanwhile, Snake is walking with Joey, going over a camping trip that they have been planning for weeks. And Joey says that he cannot go now due to a test on Monday. Joey suggests Snake asks Wheels instead, and Snake says that he and Wheels are not talking. Snake then suggests Joey bring his schoolwork with him, as it'll be quiet. And Joey agrees, and Snake can also help him since he aced the class last year. We then cut to the twins who are still pestering Lucy as they want as they know Lucy's you know lying. Lucy then confirms that the savages are coming to Degrassi, but it's a closed set. Erica says that they'll just have to sneak in. But Lucy and Heather don't like the idea. Erica insists on sneaking in, but Lucy doesn't want Bronco to get in trouble. Erica says that Bronco won't get in trouble because it has nothing to do with him. Ugh. Lucy's, Lucy's still unsure as Erica presses her more and says that LD would be... Would, LD? What would LD think if, if you didn't try? Oh, oh, good, good, good play there. Lucy then asks how they'd get in anyway. And Erica says that she's got an idea which stars Lucy. Lucy asks why and Erica replies because she's got claustrophobia. We then cut to Caitlin's mom who's sitting out on a bench outside the school waiting for Caitlin. Caitlin sees her and is surprised that her mom offers her a lift, but Caitlin says no thanks. But she still walks off with her mom to give to have a little chat. Caitlin's mom says that she and her dad would like to see her again. And suggests tomorrow, as there are things that they'd like to talk about. Caitlin agrees, and she hugs her mom, and they depart. Caitlin then returns to Maya, and she tells her that her parents are going to tell her that they're splitting up, and it's for the best. Later in the day, classes have ended and the janitor is rolling a large recycling bin and he puts it in a storage closet and he leaves. Lucy then pops out of the recycling bin and she unlocks a window and she leaves. She then meets up with the twins and she tells them that the plan was a success and they celebrate and they sing. 
The next morning, Joey is waiting for Snake, who comes out of his house carrying tons of camping gear. They load up the car, and Joey says that he needs to drive by the school to get some notes that he left in his locker. Snake says that the school is closed since it's Saturday, and Joey says that there's always somebody there on Saturday. We then cut to the school where Lucy is outside filming the Savages Road crew unloading equipment. The twins show up, and Erica, Erica's dressed like she's going out on a fancy date. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, whatever. Lucy says that she hasn't seen the band yet, and they head off to do their sneakery. Joey and Snake arrive at the school and they notice all the people in the, in the production equipment. Joey thinks that they're filming a movie there when Bronco runs out to greet them. He tells them that they need to leave. Joey tells Bronco that he needs to get some notes from his locker when Snake notices a Savages poster and Snake and Joey realize that the band is filming a music video there and they want to watch but Bronco tells them that they need to leave. Snake and Joey beg to stay when a security guy shows up and he asks Bronco if these zits are giving them any trouble. Joey and Snake quickly turn tail and get back into Joey's car. But Joey insists that there's got to be another way in. But Snake says that they're not allowed. Joey says that he's never been that close to a rock star and he's not going to be denied as they drive off. And meanwhile, Lucy and the twins enter the school via the locked window or the unlocked window. They quietly leave the storage room and they head to a window overlooking the filming area, but they can't see the band anywhere. So they head in another direction. As Lucy says, the band probably isn't there yet. Later, Kaylin arrives at her parents' house. She hugs her mother. She gives her dad an awkward hello. Kaylin and her mom sit down as her dad puts on some coffee. We then cut back to the school where Snake and Joey are looking for a way in when they spot the open window and they head in. The open window that the girl snuck in. We cut to a side door where Radich is let in by Bronco, who confirms that there's been no problem so far. We then go back to Caitlin's. Her dad arrives with a coffee as her mom is happy they're all together again. So, um, what's new? We know all that's been happening has been hard on you. I can't stress enough that none of it's been your fault. It's us. Us? Obviously something was wrong with our relationship. We've done a lot of thinking and, and we've had to make some decisions. Look, you don't have to beat around the bush. It's okay. Lots of kids I know have parents who have split up. It's no big deal. We're not splitting up. No. And we've decided to put this all behind us and give it another go. And we'd like very much for you to come back home again. We're a family. And I know I want it to work. What about his... his girlfriend? Caitlin, that's over. I never meant for you to find out. I'm so sorry I hurt you. So that's it? Like nothing ever happened? Your father and I have shared 20 years. Yeah, and look what he did. I'm not going back to be with him. I can't stand to look at him. I can't stand his voice. I hate him. Sweetheart, please. You have every right to be angry. I just want you to know how much I love you. Don't touch me. You're both so... You're so stupid. Caitlin? Ah. Uh. Poor Kalen. 
Ah, poor Caitlin. What you gonna do? We then cut back to the school as Radish is walking the halls, checking out production through the windows. Bronco's doing the same, but elsewhere. As Lucy and the twins and Snake and Joey are still sneaking through the halls, trying to get a glimpse of the band. Lucy is filming with the camera pointed at the ground. When they turn a corner and run into wheels, sorry, Joey and Snake. And they all make a startled noise, which Bronco hears. Bronco quickly runs up the ramp, and Radich sees him doing this. Bronco then finds everybody and asks them what they're doing there. Lucy says hi. Snake says long time no see. Joey says he needed his notes, and Erica says that you can't get enough of Degrassi. <laughs> Bronco is upset with Lucy as he asked her not to tell anybody, and Lucy says that she couldn't help it. Oh, come on, man. Erica asks if the savages arrived, and Bronco says they have not. He tells the group to get out, but they don't want to. Radish is then casually walking up the ramp when Snake spots him. Radish then spots some heads peeking over the windowsill and alerts the group. Sorry, Snake then alerts the group as Radish starts running up the ramp, and Joey wonders if Radish ever goes home. <laughs> Bronco quickly tries to sneak the group into the projection booth room, but Radish catches them. He asks Mr. Davis what the group is doing there, and Mr. Bronco Davis says that he was just getting them to leave. Radich looks at Bronco, Mr. Davis, with disappointment and removes the keys from the projection room door. Lucy tells Radich that it wasn't Mr. Davis's fault, <laughs> but Radich doesn't want to hear it. Radich tells Bronco he wants to see him in his office, tells the others to leave. Later on, Caitlin is at Maya's house, updating her on the situation with her parents. Caitlin says that she can't believe her mom is so naive. And she says that if they work it out, she'll just stay with her brother. Get a job, get an apartment. Maya tells Caitlin that she should give them a chance. After all, they are her parents. Later on, Lucy's waiting outside the school when Bronco arrives. He tells her that Radich will never trust them again, and Lucy apologizes. Bronco asks Lucy why she told, and Lucy said it was dumb, but didn't think that Mr. Davis would get in trouble. Bronco then says that he shouldn't have told Lucy, and Lucy says that she shouldn't have told Erica. And that's when a limo pulls up, and it has the band The Savages in it. It drives into the school parking lot, and security shuts and locks the gates, as Lucy and Mr. Bronco Davis are stuck outside. And we get the credits. Oh man! So a fun little episode. Not much happened in this in the uh, in the whatever of uh, major drama. And a little little problems between Bronco and Lucy. But Bronco's just he's only been in the Degrassi universe for a short period of time as a featured character. So yeah, just a fun little thing. But the uh, wheels. Uh, well, spoiler alert: Wheels is douchebaggery. Well, uh, it's gonna come to an end, but. Uh, uh, yeah, school is going to be out. That's all I'm going to say as far as wheels goes. Anyway, that was the Grassy Buddy episode 21. See you on GrapeJuice.com. I am Nairby on Twitter. I am Nairby on Instagram. I'm also Nairby sneaking into your window to see the savages. And, uh, so be ready for next week, the Grassy Buddy. As there are now, there are, there are, not including the Schools Out movie, there are four episodes of the Grassy Buddy left. So 10, 11, 12, and 13. Yeah, 10, 11, 12, 13. Next week, we're only going to be recapping episodes 10 and 11 because those four episode recap shows 
take a lot of time to do the watching and make the notes, and I got a lot of a lot of other stuff going on with my Twitch. By the way, if you're a Twitch person, follow me on Twitch. So you at least follow me so I can become a, become um, an affiliate and get a subscriber button. My Twitch ID is Nairbydo. N A I R B Y D O. Just follow me there. I pl- I stream all, I stream a few times a week. Games. You can see me in person. We can talk to Grassy while I play games. Damn it. But yeah, that's that's other stuff I do. I've been working on building my Twitch channel with uh, and learning OBS Studio, that kind of stuff. Learning during these crazy COVIDy times. Yeah. But so uh, yeah. Anyway, next week we're just going to be recapping two episodes. They are episodes ten and eleven of the Grassy High season two. They are. It is a two-parter entitled Showtime, parts one and part two, and uh, we. While we had a little bit of fun with the episodes on this episode of Degrassi Buddies, SerialGrapes.com. Next week, uh, we go back to really pushing the envelope with Showtime Parts 1 and 2. So be here for that. SerialGrapes.com, also available. Degrassi Buddy is also available on Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher. And coming after Degrassi Buddy will be Bayside Buddy, where we will be recapping Say by the Bell, Zach Morris, AC Slater, and all those other clowns. At Bayside High. But anyway, thanks for listening. Tell everybody about it. Share this with your friends and your enemies, your loved ones and your hated ones. Share it everywhere. And again, follow me on Instagram and, tw- and uh, Twitter at I am Nerby. Follow me on Twitch so I can become an affiliate at Nerby Do, N A I R B Y D O. And we'll see you next time for Degrassi Buddy Buddy. Yay! In the face with a sledgehammer wheels. <laughs>